0: namely that antidepressants often do not do what they promise and are in fact causing harm to many. Uh, Dr. Steve
1: Hoetze is suing over Obamacare's employer mandate. It's time for a wellness, revolution. wellness revolution. Brought to you by Hoetze Health and Wellness Center. Honest discussion on
0: maintaining health and wellness naturally to enjoy a better quality of life.
1: He's the doctor fighting to let you keep your doctor.
0: Now, Dr. Stephen Hoetze.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us today at Dr. Hoetze's Wellness Revolution. This is Stacy Banfield, and I'm sitting here with the senior physician. For the Hotze Health and Wellness Center, Dr. David Sheridan. And if you have any questions for the good doctor, you can give us a call live in studio, 713 212 5950. That's 713 212 5950. You can also catch us on Facebook. So go to Facebook and type in Health, Hotze Health, H O T Z E Health, and you will be able to watch the show. And then also just want to remind people that we do offer podcasts. So you can go to iTunes, type in Hoetze, Hotze, H O T Z E download the radio program for free, listen to us day or night. It is awesome.
0: A bargain at any price.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. How are you today, Dr. Sheridan? Doing
0: pretty well. How about you?
1: Doing great. Now, we've got a topic that is, well, it affects a lot of Americans, millions of Americans.
0: Timely, too, in a way. Now, we're talking about allergies here, and... um, a friend of mine in our allergy society, he calls it the Rodney Dangerfield. I'm kind of aging oh, really? myself. The Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> of ailments because it doesn't get any respect. Okay, so those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, you can get look online and look up Rodney the king Dangerfield. King of the one-liners, right? And but as always, I don't get any respect, and he goes through these one-liners, as you say. But <clears throat> if you think about it, if someone says I have asthma, well, yeah, that's. I mean, people die from asthma. You know. I mean, you, You'll get their attention. Maybe their sympathy or at least their concern, you know, and their understanding. But if you say you're coughing and sneezing and runny, itchy eyes and you say it's allergies. So, you know, yeah, it's that's, not, it, that's,
1: it doesn't sound it, as it doesn't have so to say. Impact.
0: <clears throat> and mm-hmm. now, again, people do die from asthma. So if you have allergies like I do and you don't have asthma, as I don't, it is a different ballgame. But. Absent of the severity of the symptom, asthma, putting people in the hospital and killing people, if you just go down to the medium sick people and mildly affected by their symptoms, they actually have what they call quality of life questionnaires. And it's, you know, it just says my illness or my condition, you know, affects me in such and such a manner. And you say, like, you know, strongly agree or strongly disagree. You've seen those kinds of oh, things yes, before. Oh, yes, yes. Well, it turns out that the impact on the quality of life is the same. It's a negative impact on quality of life and it diminishes our quality of life. And if you're thinking, well, I don't have allergies, so it doesn't bother my quality of life. I got that. I'm a little jealous, but I get that. <laughs> but um, to the individual involved, it's still a significant impact on quality of life. Um Probably $18, $25 billion annually in medical care. 10, 15 million days a year of missed work. Um, Maybe just as many as missed school. Um, In the allergy world, I heard a new word years ago, and it was called presenteeism. Oh, yeah. Instead of absenteeism, here's someone that's present, but they're sniffing and snorting. They were up 50 times last night, coughing, hacking, whatever they're there they've shown up to work yeah you know but, but they're, they're not probably, really there 50 you percent know, or so not to mention when i was in med school i had someone say oh you weren't in class today because they sat in the back and i sat up front and i looked at him like well how would you know and they went and started making all these gross noises <laughs> so <laughs> and i didn't i was totally oblivious but until it someone pointed until it out they were kind enough to point it out to me and I realized, I mean, I still sniff a little bit, I still clear some, but I mean, this was like a barrage, <laughs> this was constant, because I was a pretty sick puppy. And, um, you know, you're there, but you're not quite there. Right. So, um, <clears throat> you know, those of you without allergies that have to take up the slack for those of us with, you know, the people that are not there that day, you know, those kinds of things, um, you know, just the cost of businesses in general, this this is a significant uh, um, part of our healthcare system. Well,
1: and aren't there people that have allergies and they don't even know they have allergies? Oh, they sure. tend to think, oh, I've got a little cold mm-hmm. today, or they they attribute it to something else yeah. other than mm-hmm. allergies.
0: Yeah, I get this summer cold. Well, last I read, viruses don't have calendars, so you know. If you're if you have your summer cold every year, yeah.
1: Then that's a sign. If,
0: if you've got symptoms, and again, you know, typically you've got the runny nose, stuffy nose, headache, sometimes migraines, I mean, really significant, but usually it's the runny, stuffy, itchy, congested, you know. I remember when I was congested for, I don't know, a day, I prayed to be runny so I could breathe, but then in a day or two, <laughs> I'd I have all this runny nose, right. and it was like, oh, I can't wait till mm-hmm. I'm stuffed again, kind of thing. It was kind of silly, but those true, you know. So, again, it's kind of the the game you play with yourself sometimes when you're like that. Now, those are typical symptoms, but I would go so far as to say, remember, this is really an immune system problem. I'm born with a genetic predisposition for my immune system to do this. So I develop reactions to things that are really not really important in the environment, dog dander, cat dander. Um, mold, spores, this pollen, that pollen. But I would go so far as to say that if you have symptoms that you can pretty much put on the calendar, you know, it's, no, I can't do that because it's either August or September. That's two out of 12 months. If, if That's that, significant. That's significant. That's a, if, if you have symptoms that you can pretty much put on the calendar, I'm suspicious of allergies. I actually had a, a colleague... And it, it took them a while to figure this out. But this gentleman's explosive diarrhea turned out to be the end of August. It's the beginning of ragweed season. And, of course, you're thinking something like that. And I was like, what are you kidding me? You know, that's my GI tract. And you're talking about something I breathe. And it, you you, t- you totally, our producer says, look, at i be like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> He's like, oh. you know." But the, <laughs> But the hint here was, and my colleague being experienced, he says, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've got a seasonal pattern here, okay? And they eventually proved it, but that was the case. That's, you know, maybe it mixed with the saliva, you know, swallowed it. You know, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, if you can put it on the calendar, I'm suspicious of allergies.
1: That's interesting. There could be a wide variety of symptoms that people are not going to necessarily attribute to allergy.
0: Now, there are cross-reactivities for instance in some cases between airborne and food and maybe this was one of those cases so you know was it the ragweed that directly caused that gastric symptom or was it indirect this guy doesn't care right he got treated properly for his ragweed allergy and he was a happy camper okay so don't want to get too off too far off in the tall weeds but sure. it, it's just you know you have to kind of look at the big picture first and in my mind again if you've got seasonal pattern it's just not a virus. Well, what about when the kids go back to school, which is this week and next week,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they're all together and they're all sharing things, aren't they passing stuff around? Maybe, maybe not. Could more be on.
1: allergy. So interesting. So maybe you have allergies, maybe you don't. Uh, the statistics say 60 million Americans have allergies, but probably many, many more do and don't even know it. So when we come back, we are going to be talking more about allergies allergies how you can spot them, what you can do about them, how you can treat them naturally. And if you want to do a 180 and take charge of your health today, then give us a call at 281-698-8698. It's 281-698-8698. You are listening to Dr. Hoti's Wellness Revolution. Please stay tuned.
0: Now back to Wellness Revolution. Your 100% organic, farm-raised, grass-fed, gluten-free, cage-free, non-GMO radio show. Here's Dr. Hozi
1: And if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and want to do a 180 and take charge of your health, then give us a call today at 281-698-8698. That's 281-698-8698. And as Dr. Hozi likes to say, you deserve to have a doctor and a team of professionals to coach you onto a path of health and wellness naturally so you can enjoy a better quality of life without the use of pharmaceutical drugs. That's what we are all about here
0: at those of health and wellness center. Right. Dr. Sheridan. Think about the logic here. What are the odds I'm feeling poorly? Because God forgot to put Prozac in my system.
1: Exactly.
0: Or gee, I need some drug. I mean, right. I'm not saying never needed, not as anti-drug as I sound, but we jump to them way too soon.
1: Absolutely. If in- I'm
0: declining, and therefore, my chemistry is not working so well. I believe the best way to health and wellness is naturally blending with the way I'm creating, not taking a foreign substance, trying to force my body to get in line with that. I need to get in line with what I am should be doing.
1: That's right. Absolutely. And today we're talking about allergies and we how to are. treat them naturally. Now, we do have a Facebook comment from Becky. And so Becky wrote on Facebook that she just got her allergy shot uh, every three shots, or sorry, three shots, two years. So so she says three, three shots, shots a week a week for okay. two the past two years, and she still has bad allergies. Help, she says.
0: Well, Becky, my first blush would be well, a couple, but the dose is off. That that would be my just the cut to the chase. I would say the dose is off. Now, when it comes to we do hormones and we do allergy, dose is everything. When someone says, oh, I take vitamin D. Well, I don't really care. <laughs> What's your level? What's your blood level, right? Or magnesium or whatever. So there's more to it than that. It's the dose to get me what I want. So if your allergy shots, we do allergy drops, drops under the tongue. Um, it really doesn't matter if you get the dose right, okay? So I think that's an issue. Now, there are different approaches, believe it or not, um, in allergy. What you're doing with allergy shots or allergy drops is called immunotherapy, immunotherapy, immunotherapy. It's trying to retrain your immune system to stop overreacting to this pollen and that pollen. Just stop. It's not a threat. Leave it alone kind of thing. And it just turns out that it was discovered, a guy by the name of Noon in 1911 figured this out in England with grass pollen. And if you found the right dose of grass pollen extract, and they did shots at the time, um, guess what? Symptoms got a lot better or went away, I mean, it was it was fairly successful. There's a part of what he did that's missing, and he the, the term is called titration. Now, if you take a bath or a shower, we do this all the time because you put your hand in the water, and ooh, that's not hot enough, so you crank the handle, and you put your hand under there, and ooh, that's too hot, so you crank it backwards. That's titrating. It's try this way. How's that feel? Try it that way. How's it feel? Okay. It's titrating. Well, he titrated. He Put a weak drop in this person's eye, and nothing happened. So he'd put, a, washed it out, and put a stronger drop in that eye, and nothing happened. And he found if he kept doing that and using stronger and stronger drops, he found that the concentration, the strength of drop, that was the weakest one to cause just a little bit of irritation. Gee, that itches a little bit. Gee, the eye's a little red. That was his treatment dose. He he used that information to get his treatment dose. And this is pretty ingenious, but he realized that different people had different sensitivities. You know, sometimes when the pollen count, you could barely see it wherever he saw it on the buggies or whatever. It was 1911. Um, You know, some people were already sick and others weren't sick until there was really a lot of it around. So he just kind of intuitively said, gee, maybe we need different doses of different things. So I'm not just taking a walk, Uh, Becky. Here's where I'm going. The two main Arguments, if you will, an allergy is one is we treat everything at the same dose. We titrate them all together. We just slowly raise your dose, all of them all together. And if they all have the same treatment dose and you reach it, you're doing fine. Okay. But if they have different dose requirements and some need to be much stronger, only one can limit their ability to increase the dose and, oh, you get a big fat swollen arm. So, you know, it could just be that if, if, you know, you're using the type of method where everything must be treated at the same dose, that's a possible issue. Now, the other way it's called a quantitative technique uh, where they can actually treat different things at different doses. And that, you know, you can figure that out with skin testing. Even there's a blood test that does it. And, but they used skin testing to adjust the blood test. So, um, Bottom line is, my guess is the dose of your shots is not good enough. If they try to give you a little more and you get a big fat swollen arm, I would just ask them, is everything at the same dose? And if they say, well, yeah, it has to be, you might want to find a practitioner to do the other. We do what's called a quantitative technique. We can do skin testing um, to really define the dose of each item. And if you have 30 items, in theory you could use thirty different doses, but it doesn't turn out that way that you know if there are thirty items in the in your mix, you know, eleven maybe at one dose, nine at another and, and ten at a third, or you know, fourteen in one dose and sixteen in another, but the point is you're trying to find a treatment dose appropriate for each individual item. That's called a quantitative technique. Right. That started well, really, it started in 1911, but it was ignored for a long time. And in the 1930s, a group of docs kind of went back and said, gee, why don't we do it this way? And uh, the rest is history.
1: Right. But, and uh, and real, real quick, to be clear, mm-hmm. because the gentleman back in 1911 that came up with that titrating and the drops in the eye, uh, the sublingual drops are under the tongue. That's what we... Right. Now, he
0: wasn't treating with drops in the eye. He was using that to get the reaction. Mm-hmm. OK, but the bottom line is it's probably a dose issue. And if they can't raise the dose of your shot because you get a big fat swollen arm. There's at least one of those items that that is that's at its maximum dose. They need to raise the dose of the others, you know, to cut to the chase. um, Again, drops versus shots doesn't matter. I think drops are safer, Um, but be that as it may, that's a quantitative technique. The uh, fancy term for the blood test is based on that. It's a term called IDT intradermal dilutional technique, or SCT is another term, but the bottom line is it's a quantitative technique, and it gives you the ability to treat different things at different doses.
1: Well, the nice thing too is it's more convenient. when you're, Drops you know, are nice. The,
0: the drops,
1: sure. you don't have to go into a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. You can just take them yeah, in we, the convenience when we, when, of your home.
0: When we put someone on drops, you can start them at home, and there's very little dose work to do. You do a drop a day uh, for about a week, do a d- drop twice a day for about a week, and then a drop three times a day, and here's your dose. So you can get there pretty quickly. And, um, it's pretty nice. Take them home. Nice and convenient. You can travel all over with them. When You're you started of the office,
1: when you started an allergy, Dr. Sharon, did you start with the shots?
0: I did. I did. Worked very, very well, but not only did you have to come in and get testing, but at least for a while we gave the shots in the office. And once we were at what we called maintenance dose, you know, 85% of people get at least 85% better. If you get the doses, right, it's a pretty effective technique. Um, Once we knew it was safe and you were stable, we sent, you know, people could take them home.
1: And then the protocol with the drops too is that you have to be taking those every day because you're building up your body's immune system.
0: You're not treating symptoms like you are with an antihistamine. You're attempting to retrain the immune system. It, It just turns out if you're exposed to these different items at their individual doses, the needed dose, that's between you and God. It's just whatever dose you need of ragweed and whatever dose you need of, you know, this pollen or that pollen, um, with a slow exposure, either drops under the tongue or a shot in the arm, uh, the immune a different part of the immune system seems to evaluate it and say, this stuff's okay, and the allergic part of the immune system calms down. That's amazing how it's, that works. That's a, a rather broad way to describe it, but it's, you know, it's, it's basically what's going on. We're retraining the immune system to stop overreacting.
1: So here in Texas, what are some of the most common
0: allergies that you find? Uh, the oaks and the pecans are, uh, and pecan rather, are pretty potent uh, allergens. Uh, when I was in North Carolina, I would come here to San Antonio every year for our allergy meeting. And I was on the board. I still am, but my, my point was I was, I had to be there. I was there every March. And it took a while, but I got sick in April. And I thought, what the heck happened? Where did that come from? Well, the next year I got sick like two weeks earlier, the third year. I should have picked up on this (laughs) one a lot faster. You should have. (laughs) (laughs) And it started with a tickle in my throat. Right, right. And I was there with a friend, and I got that tickle. He said, what's that? I said, you know what? I'm sensitized to the trees here. Come in the spring, that's tree season. And I was sensitized, but then I went home. So I got out of the exposure. Um, Any event, my first few springs here were pretty bad. Long-term listeners who heard us on the radio back in... uh, early 2000, two, three, four, uh, could probably attest to that guy on the radio that sounded like a horse. It was, <laughs> it was, we had no, um, no recordings or anything, but each year, you know, it went from horrible to less horrible to kind of a pain to better, to better, to better. Okay. you know. So. Well, uh,
1: Becky, we hope that answers your question. Of course, we offer allergy therapy, allergy treatment here at the Hoetze Health and Wellness Center. You can certainly call 281-698-8698. Eight one six nine eight eight six nine eight. 698 for a complimentary consultation about allergies or other ways of taking charge of your health naturally you are listening to dr hootsie's wellness revolution please stay tuned why walk amongst the
0: living sick when you can join a wellness revolution here's dr Hozi
1: welcome back to dr Hosey's wellness revolution this is Stacey banfield here with our senior physician at the hootsie health and wellness center dr David Sheridan, and if you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, know there is a natural way to address your health issues, including allergies, which is what we've been talking about. So there we go. So if you want more information on that, you can, of course, give us a call at 281-698-8698. That's 281-698-8698. So Dr. Sheridan, well,
0: tell us more about allergies. Well, let, let's summarize first that remember your your allergies, the problem's not the dog, the problem's not the ragweed, the problem's your immune system. Okay, so I've got this genetic defect, if you will. My immune system is prone to overreact to things that are not really dangerous to me. My immune system's there to protect me, but not really from dog dander or from ragweed pollen. So my immune system overreacts. Just the nature of this beast anyway, that's why I was born. Problem is the immune system. So when you say, oh, I got to move to somewhere else, well, you're going to bring your immune system with you. And it happened to me. We were talking at the break. I moved to Arizona. I thought my allergies were gone. I was in seventh heaven until September. And then the weeds and such, and I I was hammered again. Okay. So I brought my immune system with me. And whatever pollens were there when I first got there were new to me. So I didn't react at first, okay? But once I lived there, once I was there, repetitive exposure, okay? It could be three days' worth of exposure. It could be 30 years' worth of exposure. That just depends.
1: You don't know when it's going to present.
0: Yeah, just don't. But, you know, the runny nose, the stuffy nose, the itchy, watery eyes, asthma, migraines, eczema. Even airborne allergies can cause eczema, a skin reaction, Okay. So, you know, when when someone says, oh, allergies don't do such and such, thank them very much for their information, but don't (laughs) ask them any allergy questions again. allergies can really, your immune system is smarter than they are and I am, and it can do what it wants to do. But thankfully, there are patterns. The seasons, the uh, symptoms I mentioned, the ear, nose, throat symptoms uh, are clearly the more dominant ones. Okay. Um, So it's an inappropriate um, reaction by my immune system, just the normally occurring things. Could even be foods, okay, fairly common. Um, Food allergy gets to be pretty complicated. There's the, um, the obvious, oh, I eat shrimp and I get hives. That's called a fixed food allergy. But there's a trickier aspect of food allergy. It's called a cyclic food allergy. And I may get symptoms in response to wheat exposure. Wheat happens to be the most common thing we eat that does this. But I have to eat more than a certain amount at more than a certain frequency for the next three weeks. And whatever dose of wheat breaks that barrier, I may not get symptoms for hours to days. So I can literally have a migraine on Wednesday from what I overate on Sunday.
1: So that makes it much harder to
0: very difficult to figure out connection. So food allergies are pretty complicated. What I just said about cyclic food allergy, I'm sure there are a million doctors out there that'll say that guy's nuts. Very controversial, okay. Uh, but I've seen it. I've been doing this long, long time, and I can attest to the validity of that. So, take home if someone says allergies don't do that, don't believe them. Possible. I'm saying it's likely. Um, you know, the guy with the diarrhea. That's a. I, I've heard like three or four of those stories in 25 years. So, you know, it's a very unusual circumstance. It's just a uh, an example that that. Airborne allergy really can do anything, okay? Fatigue's fairly common. Your immune system's burning up a lot of energy that it doesn't need to be utilizing to fight off an invader that doesn't matter, okay? And I was surprised when I first started doing allergies uh, back in 89 and 90. I was surprised by the number of people that came in and said, gosh, my energy's so much better. I'd say, how's your runny nose? Uh, I think it's the same, (laughs) How's your stuffy nose? How's your runny nose? How's the itchy, watery eyes? Well, I think I don't think they've changed yet. So it was really interesting to see that. No one told me that. It was just, you know, something I observed. But, you know, again, the symptoms we mentioned, the fatigue, um, recurrent infections, especially if someone's low thyroid, because not only am I allergic and all that stuffiness and the sinuses don't drain and mucus is backing up, it's a great place for bacteria to grow if I'm low thyroid thyroid, my immune system's not up to snuff either. So I'm hyper on the allergy side, but on the protection against infection, I'm weak. So you can end up, you know, with combinations of problems. Kids with chronic ear infections. saw them in the droves way back, okay? Take care of the allergies, I'd say eight times out of ten, symptoms drift away, become so mild they don't matter. Almost never, there was a, an ENT, his name is David Hurst, and he's in New England, I don't remember where, I don't know if it's Maine, or, but he's far up the coast. But anyway, they published a very nice study, and they showed that when you took care of the allergies, those kids almost never needed another set of tubes.
1: That's amazing.
0: Like, I think it was 500 because kids, 800 kids. Because that's such a common kids. issue. Yeah, in like five years, that we placed two tubes. It was, it was pretty impressive. So, you know, a lot of things... like a domino effect, a lot of things can come primarily, secondarily, lack of sleep, my uh, uh, metabolism, cranking, you know, wasting so much energy, fighting off harmless things, fatigue, brain foggy, presenteeism, yeah, I'm at work, but like, I'm like half asleep, you know, those kinds of things, Work uh, lost work days, lost school days, lost productivity. So, you know, and the only thing, you see them on TV, too. We'll just throw a drug at it. I can tell you from experience, sometimes the drugs work and sometimes they don't. And it doesn't matter what drug you're talking about. Sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it won't. A lot of times when it works, it works at first. And then after days to weeks, it doesn't work anymore. I can tell you. It happened to me back when I was doing that. And I've heard it time and time and time again. But remember, your problem, that's treating the symptoms Right? You know, if you get a little runny nose or a little itchy for a week or two in the spring and you, for two weeks, use um, I guess if you're happy, I'm happy. I mean, you know, if you have, you're one of those lucky people, if you have to have allergies, be one of those guys who have just minor little annoyance for a week or two, one or two seasons a year, and that's it. And that's probably not inappropriate, okay? But if you're living on these things and you know, you're, you're on them you're off them you're on them you're off them. you might ought to think about what the problem is. And the problem again is my immune system. What can I do to alter the immune system? Well, you can retrain it. You can retrain it to stop, stop overreacting to these things.
1: Okay? And that's where the neutralizing drops. Well, no, the, just, I'm excuse me, not the neutralizing, but sublingual, immune, yeah,
0: sublingual drops mm-hmm. or allergy shots. If you get the dose right. And in my opinion, the key is you can just ask whoever wants to do the work. Do you treat everything at the same dose? Oh, I have to. Okay. That. Now, again, if that works, great. I mean, you know, the, the lady that went to me for said her shots weren't working. Well, that's kind of easy to second guess, right? The dose is off, very likely. You know, if, if you're already starting in that arena, don't throw things out. I mean, you know, give it six, eight months. It should work. If the doses are right, you know, we, we give a time frame of six months, If the drops aren't working well enough to suit you in six months, you let us know, then we look at what we can make stronger. Because if you test properly, whether it's skin test or the blood test, and interpret the results right, you treat each item at its own intended or needed dose.
1: Thank you, Dr. Sheridan. If any of those symptoms sound familiar to you or you tend to get the same symptoms during certain times of the year, then give us a call today at 281-698-8698. That's 281-698-8698. It could very well the allergies. Please keep it here at Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution, your daily dose of radio reality. Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution, where we are on a mission to help you achieve health and wellness naturally. If you would like to do a 180 and take charge of your health, then give us a call today at 281-698-8698. That's 281-698-8698. We'd love to give you a complimentary Health consultation and a complimentary copy of Dr. Hodesy's best-selling book *Hormones, Health, and Happiness*. Now we've been discussing allergies on the program, and we did get a question. Uh, Amy claims she's allergic to water and breaks out in hives when she sweats or takes showers. Is this common?
0: Common? Common? No, but I would offer, since we are 70% water. And Amy's still alive. She's not allergic to water. What I suspect is that her skin is her shock organ. And some allergic people like me, eyes, ears, nose, throat, skin, you know, depending on what allergen it was, it could affect any of them. Um, But in some people, any reaction they have is going to be one thing. Some doctors mistakenly say if all you have is one symptom, like if you have asthma, but no other symptoms, well, it's not allergic asthma. Wrong. Wrong. Nothing says, as an allergic individual, I have to have more than one symptom. So my guess is, and I've seen this in the past, Amy's shock organ, if you will, for allergies, is her skin. So anything to which she's allergic is going to bother her skin. Now, here's my point. An allergically primed tissue is a tissue that's kind of geared up from an allergic exposure, but it's not symptomatic yet. Quote, exercise-induced asthma. Gee, I don't have any runny nose. I feel fine. But when I start running, here's the point. With Amy, it's getting wet, okay? A physical challenge to that allergically primed tissue, a physical challenge in the runner, changing from breathing hard, change in temperature, change in humidity, probable change in temperature, or even contact in Amy's case that she's got an allergically primed skin that when it's met with a physical challenge, becomes symptomatic, and she gets highs. I will bet if Amy scratches an X or someone scratches an X on Amy's back, you give it five minutes, you're looking at what we call an urticaria. Dermatographism is the fancy term, but it just means you just hived up where I scratched, and now you have an an X on your back. And Amy's going to say, yeah, thanks. And it's just like the devil, too. <laughs> thanks for nothing. <laughs> but I don't think she's allergic to water. We're 70% water. Right. You know, I mean, I've had similar cases where the water had to be cold enough. Oh, you're allergic to the cold. Well, ag- again, personally, professionally, I don't think so. But I do think you have an allergically primed tissue, skin, or in the, oh, I only get asthma when I run. In the airway, you've got an allergically primed tissue that when it's challenged physically, be it cold, wet, you know, physical challenge in that runner, again, what's happening? I'm breathing harder. I've got changes in what? Temperature and humidity. Okay. So either one physical challenge to an allergically primed tissue results in symptoms.
1: So is it more likely that that's an airborne allergy or food or a combination?
0: I I don't, I don't, a combination would be a, pretty good bet but the good news again way back when I first started allergy doing allergy back in 89 you can test for food allergies with skin testing it's called provocation neutralization and let me tell you right now if, oh I eat peanuts and I get deathly ill I want to test for peanuts no you don't <laughs> no you don't okay? you already... <laughs> this is for this is only yes. for hidden food type issues like that cyclic food allergy not I eat X, and I you don't skin test with that, don't do it. If a doctor offers, I would not do it, okay? <clears throat> but what I found is in a lot of these cases, again, we know that in some cases there's cross-reactivity between food and airborne, okay? Um, elm and milk. Some people react to milk, but only in the spring when elm is in bloom. Well, it turns out if you treat the elm allergy, they don't react to milk for very often, very easily anymore. Okay, that makes so, sense. So, and I had pretty good success. Not perfect. It's not like the what we call the pure aller, airborne allergic person, if there is such a thing. But someone who really the dominant dominant problem is airborne. Gosh, eighty-five percent of those get eighty-five percent better. But a lot, I'd say, about seventy-five percent of these skin folks uh, will get better if you go after the airborne. Okay, and again, when you hear oh, allergies don't do that, are you smarter than my immune system? Okay, when I was in med school back in the 80s, we had all these big fat textbooks, hardcovers. Our immune immunology book was a paperback. And, of course, medical students, you're kind of impressed with all these big hardcovers. And the doctor says, why would you want to do that? By the time the class is ending in three, four months, the book's going to be out of date anyway. It was exploding at the time and it's still growing fast. I mean, we're still learning a lot more about immunology than we knew last year still a rapidly growing thing. So there's a lot about this. We just don't know. So I wouldn't be writing things off to, Oh, your immune system can't do Mm -hmm. that. You know, I don't know how many times, Oh, my doctor said the immune system doesn't work like that. So she knows everything there is to know about the immune system. It's a silly concept, making fun of it. I think for a reason, it's just kind of silly. Okay. Who knows? Okay. So anyway, if there's seasonality to your symptoms, gee, it's usually spring or it's, you know, just these two months of the year, most of us with allergies, when there's a dominant system, uh, season, it's usually spring and or fall. Me, spring and fall both killed me. I was miserable all year, but I was particularly bad spring and fall. That's a pretty common pattern. You may have no symptoms, okay, except you're just hammered every February, March. Here, trees start to pollinate even in January, depending on what kind of winter we had. Point. If you can put it on a calendar, even roughly, you know, say plus or minus 45 days or so, the odds are you're talking about an allergy.
1: So for people who are like, okay, sounds like I probably do have allergies. What would be the next step for them?
0: Well, you know, again, different opinions. Gee, you try the antihistamines, you try the decongestants, and they don't work. You go to the immunotherapy we talked about, allergy shots or drops. Um, I question the wisdom Other than in very mild, very sporadic cases, I question the wisdom of masking symptoms in general. We don't, if there's a reason for my fatigue and say low thyroid, don't give me uppers to get my energy back. Treat my, my, uh, the underlying thyroid, treat the underlying cause. And in my view, the underlying cause is a disorder of the immune system. And again, these, what are called quantitative techniques where we treat each item at its own individual dose. Now, granted, that does not mean 20 different doses for 20 different things. They'll group. You know, if you put 30 people, 30 adult men in a room, several are going to be five foot nine. Several, several are going to be five foot this, six foot. You know, we'll group. There'll be several in each. And it's the same thing here. Um, but th- the key is to be able to treat an individual item at its individually required dose, not everything at the same dose.
1: That makes sense now when when people are on these sublingual drops again they would need to be taking them every day every day you
0: want to retrain the immune system that's a daily thing takes probably up to about six months to say this is how well they're working that
1: was my next question Uh how -hmm. long does it
0: take and then you know you probably ought to be symptom free a few years before you think about stopping I'm not symptom-free, and I've been on treatment a long time,
1: mm-hmm. since
0: 1989, but I'm easily 90%, 95% better.
1: Which is huge, because when me, you talk about your stories,
0: ugh. Well, it's just, you know, kids, I mean, not being able to breathe in my mother's arms in the 1950s. I mean, it's just, I'm an old guy. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, compared to the way I used to be, I'll take 95% better, and if I have to be on treatment for the rest of my life, so be
1: it. Sure. It's worth course. it. Of course. Of course. And then, of course, you know, once you um, are up to speed on the drops and you are symptom-free for a couple of years, then you can go to, what, every other day?
0: We, you know, it varies. Some people stop them. And but the point some is you'll always
1: have allergies, so it isn't You'll anything. always have the tendency. The tendency. Okay. Well put, Dr. Sheridan. Really glad we were able to talk about allergies because so Riveting many millions of Americans. What? Riveting conversation. Riveting conversation on allergies. Well, it does impact people's quality of life, so I'm sure a lot of people got Good information from that. And if you do want to find out more about treating your allergies naturally, give us a call at 281-698-8698. It's 281-698-8698. We would love to be able to serve you and get you on a path of health and wellness. So it's been a pleasure having you here today, visiting with us. Dr. Sheridan, thank you so much for joining us today. You are
0: quite welcome. My pleasure.
1: And everyone out there, have a blessed and terrific day.